I met Will at a conference and was so glad he agreed to an Orange Sox interview by phone about his experiences as a sibling of someone with disabilities. You see, Will is the youngest of four children and his perspective is very unique. His oldest sibling is a woman with Down syndrome and his two older brothers are on opposite ends of the autism spectrum. Well, Will, I'm, I'm honored that you take the time to uh, do an Orange Sox interview uh, with me. As I mentioned, you're the first sibling to be part of the, the Orange Sox project. Could you just tell me your story? Tell me about your family, where you fit in, and, and uh, some of the diagnoses of your siblings. Absolutely. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. I am the youngest of four, and all three of my older siblings have disabilities. My sister Heidi, who's the oldest, she's 28 right now. She has Down syndrome. And my two brothers, Barrett and Fritz, are 25 and 23, respectively. And my brother Barrett has high-functioning autism, and my other brother Fritz has low-functioning autism. It was definitely interesting to um, really kind of get that type of perspective growing up. There's a lot of talk at the Sibling Leadership Conference, I guess, about not being as high on the priority list as other people. As a as sibling? My sibling. Okay. Yeah. And there's a TED talk about it where they're considered to be a glass child. And what she means by that in the TED talk is that not that we're fragile like glass, it's that our parents see right through our needs to directly address the needs of my sibling. And that was something that really kind of hit me when I was watching it, they're like, wow, my needs weren't necessarily addressed because they were so focused on my siblings growing up. But with that, kind of gave me a lot of opportunity because I really started to take outlet in recreation and outlet in sports. I was really big on basketball. I was really big on cycling. Basketball has kind of taken me to where I am today and my love for the game. I love to bike everywhere. My brother Barrett and I would bike pretty much everywhere. So it was really not only just a great opportunity for me to really kind of express myself and have that kind of outlet, but it also really kind of empowered me and helped empower my siblings as well in ways that I never really could imagine because all three of my siblings participated in the Special Olympics growing up. So I had a really close association with them. My brother Fritz did track and field, my sister Heidi did swimming, and my brother Barrett did basketball and swimming. From an early age, I was really kind of immersed in the sport and disability community, and it really kind of gave me, for lack of a word, a great perspective on things in terms of how I can really make my mark now in the industry. Let me just ask you uh, a question. I think it's an interesting concept, uh, being a glass child. Obviously, as the youngest, probably for a period of time, my assumption is you just assumed every family was like that because you didn't know any different, right? Absolutely. I didn't know really what life outside of it was like. About how old were you when you um, realized that your older siblings were perhaps not like your friends' older siblings? It's funny that you asked that because I don't know if there was really a turning point for me that I really kind of started to realize that because I was very sheltered growing up, I guess, because they didn't want to be, quote-unquote, exposed to the world 
on that sense. It kind of seemed like, at least for a little bit, they were embarrassed by the fact that I had to deal with all of this growing up, and they didn't necessarily want me to share that part of my life. They as in your parents? Yes. But as I got older, I think kind of maybe the turning point was when I started high school. That was when I really started to come into my own, of course, because, you know, you're going through puberty and all of those different things. From there, I started, you know, getting more involved with females and starting to go out more and hang out with my friends. And once I started meeting other people's families, started to be like, wow, I didn't really have a childhood to a degree because so much of it was focused on taking care of my siblings. I guess to answer, formally answer your question, it was more so when I started through puberty early on in high school. Interesting. So as you think back at it, um, what was the hardest part uh, for you, do you think, in being a sibling of people with disabilities? I mean, you had three. Golly, you had somebody that was high-functioning on the autism spectrum and low-functioning on the autism spectrum and then someone with Down syndrome. What was kind of the hardest part, do you think? I think the hardest part was in trying to embrace it. And what I mean by that is, like, I always would remember my dad would try and take us to different activities like at a quote-unquote normal family would do, like go to the zoo. But then, time and time again, I have a million stories as to, like, what didn't go right every time we went somewhere. And every time, like, if my brother would run away, like, he almost ran into an enclosure <laughs> one time we went to the zoo. And just seeing the looks that we got from the other patrons was something that really kind of stuck with me, that people didn't necessarily understand, and they were really quick to judge. So, I mean, I kind of hate to say it, but, like, I tried to not associate myself with my family while we were in these circumstances. I would try and walk behind them. I uh, wouldn't really know what to do. I would try to help handle the situation, of course, if my dad asked for it, but to a degree, it was more so like I was kind of embarrassed. But as I started getting older, I think I started to realize the importance of putting them into the right environment to succeed because they just have a different way of thinking for things. No, I think that's great. I appreciate your uh, candor with your experiences. What about the joys? Can you tell me about some joys that you might have experienced with three siblings with disabilities? And they're very different disabilities. Gee whiz. Oh, absolutely. It's funny that you mentioned that as well because there's varying levels. And I kind of I maybe lived vicariously through my mother who was ex so excited when these successes happened to them. But I could really see them thrive in environments like the Special Olympics. Like whenever my sister would get a gold medal for doing her events, or my brother, there's an iconic picture of him actually with like eight gold medals from the Special Olympics. He looks just like Michael Phelps. He exuberated great pride from that. So whenever they accomplished something that great, like they graduated from the special school district, or they accomplished the goal of being a part of the Special Olympics, or they accomplished this or that, you could see how much joy it brought to my mother who worked so hard to make sure that my siblings were put into the best situation possible 
because the way that it is right now, my brother Fritz, who's low-functioning, he's living in assisted living. That was a very long process to get him even with the major needs that he has. I'm sure you recall you met me in person. I'm a pretty large individual at 6'5", 220, but my brother Fritz, who's low-functioning, is 6'7", 350. Oh, boy. He's massive. <laughs> so I always kind of joke that if he didn't have an intellectual disability, he would be an NFL offensive lineman or something like that. But um, it was such a great joy just to see all the hard work that my mother put into it to see my brother get placed like that. And for my sister, who's currently working in a, a sheltered workshop and being a part of dance programs and really kind of getting to express herself through arts and, the, and dance and humanities. And probably the one of the best moments I've experienced is when she met her boyfriend, who also has Down syndrome. And they've been dating for five years, which is absolutely incredible. And they're like the cutest couple ever, which is... Uh, so nice to see, but just seeing the genuine love and affection that they have for each other really kind of has had an impact on all of us. It kind of teaches you to really appreciate the smaller things in life. Hmm. And then for my brother, who has high-functioning autism, he has made tremendous strides, and I'm really proud of him for it because once he graduated from school, he kind of just stayed in his room and he gained a lot of weight. He spent all day on his computer, all of that. The problems with that, of course, are not just emotional, but physical as well. Like he was getting significantly overweight. But my mom really helped him, quote unquote, turn his life around by getting him this job at this Goodwill, by having him get a new membership, by starting to learn independent skills so that he could eventually move out on his own. Like Barrett, he had his own car, and he ended up totaling it. And my dad was completely opposed to having him have a new car. But my mom, tying into what I've mentioned earlier, was saying, well, if you give Barrett the right environment, like he can't drive on the highway, why don't you give him a chance? And so my mom kind of went against my dad's wishes and ended up buying him another car. Barrett actually saved up money to buy the car, which was incredible. But he... Um, has been driving solely on the side roads and not on the highway, and he hasn't had an accident in over two years. And so it's kind of a testament to show, to the point I was making earlier, that it's mainly about the environment that you put them in, and if you're able to tailor it towards their specific needs, then I don't understand why we don't do that. And so that was, I guess, kind of the biggest joy that I have with my brother. I just found it really fascinating, especially in my experience, that it's the little victories with my sister Heidi, it's the victories I see with my brother Fritz through my mother, and then it's the amazing growth that my brother has experienced growing through these independent, learning these independent skills, and really becoming a functioning member of society. So I've seen those joys through three different avenues. And if anything, it's given me a lot of perspective in terms of what I should really appreciate in this life, you know? So that's kind of uh, the answer to the question. Well, I appreciate that. You obviously are a very competent adult. You're on the 
track for your life, you've got uh, plans for the future, you're centered, you kind of know who you are, you've got a plan. I wonder, with your experiences in growing up and being the youngest of a family when you're with all of your siblings with a developmental disability, how did you think it shaped you as a person? And I guess where I'm going to is, would you have traded that experience with maybe the life of one of your friends, knowing what you know now that you can look at it? Granted, you're not, you know, you're not now the teenage years anymore, and so all that stuff is gone. But that's really where I'm headed is with this question: is with that shaping you had growing up and the person that you've become, would you have traded that experience? Answer your second question first, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And one question that's really kind of stuck with me was uh, in high school, I was in a psychology class. We were presented with the question, it was a big topic at the time, of genetically modifying the womb. And you now can, of course, change like the eye color and maybe even determine the sex and all these different types of things. And our professor asked a really interesting question, was that if during the process, you were to discover that your baby was going to have a disability and you had the ability to genetically modify and change it, would you? And I was the only one in my class that said no. It kind of made me start thinking about how people perceive disability in life and it gave me a lot more perspective in terms of respect for how I was raised. I mean, I'm living in New York City right now and I'm sure you know as well as anybody the general perception of New Yorkers is very kind of standoffish, kind of rude, kind of set in their own ways. But the way that I've been raised allowed me to really kind of understand where everybody is coming from. And it's given me a sense of, I know my place in life now because of the way I was raised. I guess kind of tying back into the question that you had, kind of developing me as a person, I wouldn't trade it. I really wouldn't because even though it was a tough childhood growing up, uh, it really shaped me by giving me that perspective in terms of what I really wanted to do in life, what gave me that outlet. Because if I had never found basketball, I really don't know where I would be in this life, you know? So those are the kinds of things that I think about in terms of my growth and development as a person. Well, you know, you made a, a really interesting comment about your psychology class. That's really an interesting thing to me. Do you, do you happen to know, were you the only one in the class that had siblings with disabilities? Yes, I can say that confidently. So isn't that interesting that the only person in the room with experiences firsthand with people with disabilities wouldn't change it, whereas the other ones that had no experience would. I find that really a very powerful construct, very powerful experience that you had. Definitely. I completely agree. I am very grateful to Will for taking the time for an Orange Sox interview and for being the first to do so. His circumstances are unique and his insights are very profound and very valuable. 